It's tough decisions like this that buttress the great man theory of history. Do you tell your people the Russians are coming and thus panic them? Or do you hold back so that they'll fight for their homes when the Russians come? That's Zelensky's dilemma, this time on Right Angle with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. I'm Scott Ott. This program is made possible by the members of BillWhittle.com who pay for it with their membership dollars. You can click the big green button at BillWhittle.com that says become a member. Uh, Gentlemen, the Washington Post ran a story following in the wake of an in-depth interview that they did with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, about the suggestion that he kept from his own people the fact that the United States and other intelligence uh, agencies were warning him that the Russians were going to invade. And the comment, as it's portrayed in the Washington Post, Stephen Green, is he basically says, look, if I had started saying in October that the Russians are about to invade and that you should store up food and stockpile money and things like that, that people would have panicked and fled, pulled their money out of banks. And when the Russians did show up, it would have been a cakewalk. He, he literally said um, that he the, the Russians would have not invaded a country, but a rag, that we would have been defenseless uh, to be able to resist them. Uh, now, there's, there's a lot more to this than just that little quip uh, from the Washington Post story, Steve, but it brought to mind this kind of dilemma that leaders often face where they're in a position where they know things that the general public does not know yet, um, and they've got to make a decision about what to share and how much to share in the larger interest of the country. Now, Zelensky says that ultimately his decision to not panic his people paid off because the people stayed and fought for their homes and they had the money to do so. So money wasn't the problem. It was weapons that were the problem. Uh, but Steve, how does, a, how does a leader parse this kind of decision that either way is going <sighs> to cost lives? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's one of those where... If you're the leader, you have to make the call now and you don't find out if it's right for a while. And in the meantime, people are dying and you just don't know. You just don't know if on balance you save lives or if on balance you cost lives. Um, and it gets very, very confusing. I read this article last week. And as I said on the backstage available to BillWhittle.com members, I don't often praise the Washington Post, but this was really solid reporting they did. Um, U.S. Intel Services had a very good idea that the Russians were coming. They, were, they had no doubts whatsoever. And our people went from capital to capital all over Europe saying, you know, the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. And just, this time it's real. It's not going to be just, you know, a, a mini invasion to snip off Crimea or anything like that. This, this is the real deal. And we were dismissed by uh, our NATO allies. Uh, we did not share enough information with Ukraine, apparently, to uh, to really let them know that that this was the real deal or uh, or exactly how it was going to unfold. Um, so there there was not exactly perfect, friendly sharing of information, which granted, we're not exactly supposed to uh, to do in these situations. You don't want other people finding out exactly what you know or how you found it out. Again, these judgment calls are are, are judgments you only find out in retrospect if they were the right calls to make. Um, that said, I'm I'm gonna have to to err on the side that Zelensky made the right call, and I'll tell you why. Um, Ukraine politically is a very young country. It didn't gain independence until 1991. It, it had some brief independence between the the two world wars, but 
nothing that really established it as a as a nation. Um, and in those thirty years since since they gained independence from the Soviet Union, there wasn't what I would consider a strong Ukrainian national identity. Not only was their country new, but it was very poorly run, uh, person for person, probably the uh, the, uh, the most corrupt country in Europe. Russia's got them beat on scale, but Ukraine is just corrupt as hell. I mean, we, we, we all know this. Um, but Ukrainian nationalism, uh, Ukrainian national identity has really been born in this war in a, in a very strong way that I don't think existed before February 24th of this year. Um, when, when Zelensky said, uh, you know, a couple of days after the war started that I don't need evacuation, I need ammo. That was a signal that he wasn't going to run, and neither should the people of Ukraine. And they have been fighting to this day. It's been six and a half months now of the most brutal warfare that Europe has seen since 1945, and they're still in this fight. Um, if that was not going to be the case, if Ukrainians were going to turn and flee, had they been given too much advance notice, um, Maybe that was maybe that was the right call because there's there's a real country there where I'm not sure there was one before. Bill Whittle, Zelensky said that even uh, just from the effect of the media chatter in January and February before the invasion uh, by Russia, that uh, Ukrainians were pulling deposits out of their bank accounts, that some $10 billion got pulled out of there, um, and that the cash outflow from the country far exceeded the cash inflow from the country. And his suggestion is that Ukraine could not have endured this for very long. And he said the the intelligence service, and by the way, every time they ask him a question about, did the US tell you? Did you know about this or whatever? He bends over backwards to say he's grateful for everything the United States has done for him. But then he goes on to say, if anybody's suggesting that they were telling me that they were giving me these warnings or they were saying, hey, we were sending you signals, my answer is, I don't need signals, I need weapons. If you know where they're coming, then help me to beef up our defenses in the places where they're coming. But just to say the Russians are coming and not give me any concrete, first of all, concrete intel about where to defend against them. Secondly, the means with which to defend ourselves, uh, then you've got, you're giving us no better than what we know already. We know that Russia has wanted this country for a long time. We also know that they've been sowing internal discord. A lot of that corruption that Steve talks about is Russian plants within the Ukrainian government who are, whose whole job is to foster the dissolution of Ukrainian society so they don't have an independent identity. Um, Bill, Zelensky is kind of in a, in a no-win situation there. He basically says, what am I going to do? Say, uh, you know, wh why do I need all these warnings to go out and make my society go crazy and people flee and yank their money out of there? Or should I say, you know what? Everybody can see what's happening here. I don't know more than you do right now, but people stayed. And he said, those people who stayed were the people who kept that country free. There's a couple different layers to unpack here. First of all, this idea that the, the statement that, um, you know, you're telling me the Russians are going to invade, but you're not telling me from where. I find that a little disingenuous, to be honest with you, because if the United States of America says, no, the Russians are actually going to invade your country, and you're saying, well, why don't you tell me from where? My 
quick response would be from the border with Russia where all the tanks and, and, and trucks are. <laughs> so so that 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 one I don't particularly Well that was buy. coupled with but, the tell me from where and give me the weapons. Well that's a different completely different issue. Right? Well that's he tied a completely them together. different issue. Yes, but he shouldn't have because th- th- that's why I think the, the the business about well you warned me but you didn't warn me I, I find that disingenuous. I think what's really in the case here in terms of w- what actually happened is and aside from the perfect 2020 hindsight yeah. of uh, Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking, but I think really what happened in front of our eyes was was that Zelensky invented the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian people invented him at the same time. That it was just that that just in the in the immediate aftermath of that, he made a decision based on what he was seeing from his own people, and his own people made a decision based on what they were seeing from him, and it just happened. And I don't think anybody could have predicted it uh one way or another, although I have no doubt whatsoever that the that that Putin did not expect this kind of resistance. So I'm not going to second guess him. I don't know all the details uh, of all of this, but I think you can answer the question morally if you look at it as a as a thought experiment rather than what exactly happened in the case of, of Ukraine. The issue really is if a leader understands that something bad is going to happen. Uh, so let's just assume the case it was true, that that um, that he knew that the Russians were going to invade, that he believed that that the people would take the money out. He did the best. He did what he thought was best for his country by not telling them. I completely disagree with this take on things. And I suppose the reason you would choose one choice or the other would come down to what you actually think of the people that you represent. Uh, if I was president of the United States and I was faced with this kind of issue, uh, I would say to myself, an asteroid's coming, let's say, right? Do we tell the people or not? problem with an asteroid thing is nobody can do anything about it. But nevertheless, it's the same argument. Yes, you tell them. Who are you to decide what people do with their with their with their last wounds? Who are you to decide what what people do with anything? If they're free people, you tell them the truth and you you hope that they'll rise to the occasion. But but you don't know that they will. But that's not your decision to make. In other words, if you are aware of something this monumental coming your way, I don't think you have the right to make that decision for other people. Certainly, I would not. If it had been me, I, I can tell you what I would have done, Scott. I would have, I would have just done, I would have done this, right? I would have said, uh, I would have gotten on the on the radio or television, and I would have said, my fellow countrymen, let me explain to you what's going on. We have reliable information that Russia is going to invade this country within the next month and maybe within the next two weeks. I believe this information to be true. I have been advised not to tell you about this because if I do tell you about it, you will do the natural, normal thing that people would do in this circumstance. You're going to run down to the bank. You're going to take your money out and so on. And if you do that, that will dramatically limit our ability to 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 repel this invasion. I am asking you as Ukrainian patriots to not do that. And I am telling you what's coming because I believe that you can handle the truth and that and that we're in this together. And and certainly having warning of this coming would have would have improved the resistance, not not weakened it, right? And and you can say, well, maybe you know, that's very noble of you, Bill, but but people really would have done the you know the 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 hysterical thing, they would have taken their money and leave. But it turns out they didn't do that, right? It, it, in fact, it turned out it's kind of just the opposite. The people from all over Europe were kind of you know Poles and so on. We want to get in Ukraine and fight this thing. So I think. 
for him to say that I, I made the right decision by not telling my people is in a way insulting to the Ukrainian people. I mean, it, it's, I would base this decision on free people need to, need to make their own decisions. And if it turns out that this ends up weakening the situation, then my theory about freedom is wrong. Yeah, Bill, the, the only thing I'd add to that is there is so little experience, uh, practical use of, of liberty and being a free people in that part of the world that absolutely as, as, as lousy a decision as that was maybe it was the right one anyway it's it, i i just i don't know well it's a you know that's a train you either get on or you don't steve yeah and you got to get on it somewhere good point that would have been a great place and i think i think steve has a good point that it's hard to evaluate from our position because we live in american society where we think that the individuals can handle it so to speak uh, and we haven't grown up with this kind of a autocratic atmosphere for decades, if not a century. Um, and so that evaluation is difficult from our position to make. And I'm not in the business of trying to second guess what happened. I don't have full access to the intel that uh, President Zelensky had. Um, I do see some logic in his reasoning where he says, look, if you're saying, if you're sending me the signal that this invasion is coming, but you're not sending me the weapons and you know that we lack the weapons to defend ourselves against a mechanized assault by Russia, then what are you really saying? Because we're just the first domino. Uh, you know, Europe is endangered by an invasion of Ukraine. Ultimately, if the, uh, Russia is allowed to just steamroll in here and conquer us quickly. Um, he also makes the financial argument, which he gets a lot of flack for, and that if he had started telling people in October, hey, you better stockpile food and money and stuff like that, they were they were already losing lots, billions of dollars of outflow, and and his government needed that money to pay soldiers <laughs> to be able to do their job. And so if he doesn't have the money to pay the soldiers he has with the equipment he has, well, it's, it's certainly not going to get any better if we suddenly start this capital flight uh, from the country. So- yeah, I'm reminded of a quote uh, from business author Tom Peters many, many years ago, and I'm sure he was quoting somebody else because that's what he basically did most of the time. Uh, but he said, basically, um, Winston Churchill uh, realized that he would not be remembered as the guy who brought World War II in on time and under budget. Uh, the, he would be remembered either as the guy who won or lost by his people. And ultimately, I think that's the metric that Zelensky had to use to measure his own behavior. If he were sitting here with us and just having an armchair quarterback chat and he was a, a pundit, um, he probably would have a different interpretation of what a guy like that should have done. But he was in the chair. He was the man at the desk, so to speak who had to make the hard decision. Um, in hindsight, we all hope that that will be seen as the right decision. And I do agree that he has managed to shape something in his people that they may not have previously known they were capable of. And it's tough decisions like this that buttress the great man theory of history that we look back and say, if not for him, who? If not for him, which way would this have gone? For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. 